coming at you from Merrimack, New Hampshire. I'm Brendan. And I'm Mike, co-founder of Able Ebenezer Brewing Company. Each week, we have a beer and a good time keeping the discussion on the lighter side. This is the Stimulus Podcast. Stimulus Podcast. I'm Brendan. Here with me as always is Mike, and we're joined by a good friend of the show, Joe Boulay. Just learned how to say that last name. How you doing, Joe? Good, how are you? I'm excited to have Joe on. Joe did uh, OCD, or Off Color Discussions podcast. Any podcast. That was a couple years ago, right? I remember going on that, but I don't remember what year it was. It was... 2017? I think 2017 was that. 2019 was any podcast. Okay. And that was a pretty substantial podcast. I mean, you guys got at least over 50 episodes into it, right? Yeah, I think we hit uh, just over 50. I think we crossed almost two years. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Because even just doing this for, you know, half a year, you, you start to see how it takes a toll on its time relationship wise you know at home my <laughs> wife's like hey uh when are you coming home tonight and, well, or you know on saturdays you're kind of editing things or putting things together or you're trying to find new guests so it's uh nobody I'm, tells you the time commitment that it takes to actually do a podcast because you just hear the finished product i mean a lot of people ask us questions about how do you how do you do it how do you create you know a successful one and it's like you know i i wouldn't necessarily say we're there yet just because we're figuring out a lot of things and you know sometimes you're just like you know we don't have a guest on this week we don't know what to talk about we don't know what to do but like you said people are just hearing the final product they're not really seeing what's being put into it so when people are like how do i do it i'm like well i don't know how good you are at balancing your life you know that's that's really what it is yeah or not not being disappointed when your guest calls you five minutes before and says ah hey i just i can't make it tonight and you're like all right uh, I guess I'll just not do something or right. Well, my biggest fear when we first started was I was just reading stuff online and it was basically saying, don't miss episodes. You know, if you say you're going to drop something on like a Thursday or a Tuesday or whatever it is, just make sure that you do it. And we recorded three episodes because I was just so worried about that. And, uh, you know, you just kind of burn through any extra leverage you have almost immediately right. just because you know, like we were saying, like life does come up and, you know, it's hard to like sit down for an hour and then, you know, it takes at least that amount of time. If, you know, sometimes it takes like five hours to edit something, you know, depending on what you want to do with it or if it's a new idea or a new take on something. I mean, all of your guests have been in in studio so far. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till you get to like online people and then it's like trying to cut in their audio and and matching stuff up. It, It can be very uh, tasking. So that's actually why we haven't done video yet. A lot of people have been like, why aren't you on YouTube? Why aren't you putting video? And I, I told people it's, it's not out of this realm of possibility. It just adds that much more time right. per episode to edit because if as we are editing and as we've gone along, we've gotten much better at you know being more concise and direct with our guests and getting better at talking ourselves. But when you add in video, it's a whole new aspect. If we're cutting out certain times, how do you make a video look good without Same, it yeah. choppy? Like, Because it would get choppy at that point, I think, if you edit a lot compared to if you just go live and say, oh, fuck it. 
I think that's uh, <laughs> what I ended up doing. So, so off color discussions you guys went was, live, right? Yeah, off color yeah. discussions went live after. I think we started in August, and by the time we hit the first of the year, and we started having doing our beard competition, we went live, and even that was not as good as i would have wanted it and by the time it came down to the new show uh any podcast like we were just live it was laid back i didn't care there was no editing at all like i tried to edit with off-color discussions when we got to video and it just it's just too much like and i was like i don't have time for this like it i mean it almost ended my marriage twice so i was like i, I definitely don't <laughs> have time for this <laughs> Sorry just in case you weren't sure it's like no this is gonna happen yeah yeah oh, that's tough <laughs> so it, it's once you find your rhythm and and get used to it and knowing what you want your show to be that also helps like with any podcast it was just it was a lounge we just hung out and i just told stories from my life daily stuff that i mean it was a funny like journal of weekly life of stuff that happened with my kids growing up especially my son's going through puberty so it's like right. <laughs> kind of pointing out fun <laughs> stuff that i'm also discovering as a dad like oh then nobody tells you that if you see hair there then it's probably hair in other places so you're you're like oh all right you're 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 going through them changes all right now i'm good uh so knowing what you want your show to be definitely will help right well i mean Obviously, since we do it in the back of a brewery, we just naturally gravitated toward drinking beer, beer, which was, you know, what we still do. But before before we had guests, we would just kind of make beer the focus because it was something that we could right. talk intelligently about. And so we, we wanted it to be something that gives something to the audience since they don't know who we are. Right. You know, so uh, but I think having guests has been super beneficial for us because I feel like every show we learn something new. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, one of the things with Off Color Discussions was having guests on and learning as much as I can about, and, and not just like learning as much as I can, but also highlighting people from this area. Right. Like we had a chef that used to own Riverside Barbecue on. Oh, yeah. Dave, dude, that guy is awesome. Like He's a man. If you can ever get him on, he is one of my favorite guests and cooks up awesome food. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we have a Grill 23 yeah. chef on. He, he brought, you know, whiskey and steaks, <laughs> steaks. And, yeah it was great so so you figured out our real reason for having you on the podcast is we oh, need your bread. guest list <laughs> no, right. bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he brings up the bread his bread by the way joe makes delicious bread it was yes. a sourdough right that you brought me i couldn't yes. even bring any sourdough. bread man yeah see so we take cash yeah. <clears throat> i did bring you some but oh. you weren't here that day so they oh. ended up going to chris <laughs> Oh, got it. Loud and clear. It's like, like Mike sure. here? No, he's not here. All right, man. Well, this can't go to waste. So, <laughs> right. uh, I'll take your gift, though. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely switch focus from radio stuff to bread. That's what I do now. Oh, nice. Because you don't have any background. How'd you get into podcasting? Uh, just listening to it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did music for a while. Okay. So I was very comfortable with being a mic. And then uh, Billy, that I used to host with, we were just kicking it out back and it was like oh you listen to podcasts yeah i listen to podcasts i've always wanted to do one. Oh, me too so it's like let's do it and then i know exactly how you feel after yeah. <laughs> i think it's around 2016 like i don't know what it was but i felt like i woke up and i was just tired of talking about doing things and just 
started doing it. So I, I planned a date. I bought the equipment. I set it up. We recorded the first one before we put it out and try to figure out, all right, how do we get this out? And, yeah. you know, cheap, like try to do in SoundCloud. But it's like you get, I think, five episodes or three episodes and then you got to pay. And it's like, all right, well, I'm not. Mm. <sighs> all right. So now you got to invest to get on the iTunes. Like you have to, you know, be a part of something. So sure. it's like, what am I going to do? All right. So it's, you know, go through. I think Blueberry was our host at first and then finding different things. And then as podcasting has expanded, I mean, now there's like new different hosts that are free and stuff like that. Like Wooska was the one that we did last time. And I mean, their stats were all right. Like it's nothing yeah. groundbreaking, but it for free. I mean, I'll take it. Like, and it's. Yeah. Cause we use Anchor, but, but I yeah. mean, the same thing. It's free. Yeah. And, you know, it distributes everything to all the major platforms and like you said you know it's a time commitment so it's not you know it's not like we're going to every single platform right and putting it on and making sure it sounds right there and then sounds right over here whatever it is so um you know anything that you can do to kind of streamline that sounds good but for us i want to say the only challenge is we have a website that's not integrated with the distribution. Mm-hmm. So it's just another step that, you know, you don't realize you're yeah. like, oh no, like I gotta like update the website and, you know, make it, make sure it matches, you know, what the uh, anchor is distributing out. So Right, yeah, no, it's uh, so much work, Yeah, so much work. But then we got going and it was good. Like it, I, I knew when we started, I wanted to make it something that was just bigger than me, at least for that first one. like. Because I wanted it to grow. I wanted people to to find something. I mean, who would have thought that, oh, it's just his daily journal about his life. Like, who's this guy from Merrimack, New Hampshire? Ain't nobody care. Yeah. But. Did it grow pretty big? uh, It grew faster than I thought it was going to. Like, we hit, I think, a thousand downloads. Oh, wow. In under two weeks. And it was like. Oh, shit. That's really good. What the hell just happened? Like, people are actually listening. Like, it was crazy. And enough so that, like, people were drawn to us. Like, hey, you're doing pretty good. Maybe we should link up and and do some stuff together. So, Mm. you know, you start to meet different people. There's so many groups on, like, Facebook, like, podcast groups to throw uh, your shows in to help retweet and stuff like that. Or, like, hey, a new episode here. If you want to be a guest here, like, come hit me up. Like, it's crazy. Mm. How There's a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, there's so well, I guess many even since 2017, I'm sure it's you it's know ex- grown exponentially. So well, especially now with like COVID and the quarantine, even celebrities now are like, oh wait, I can podcast. Like, oh, let, me, man. let I, me jump in the studio. Yeah, I was listening to a celebrity podcast. It was um, who's that guy from Tommy Boy? He plays like the villain dude. He's, oh, uh, uh, Rob Lowe. Yeah, yeah. I I was uh, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and and he had Rob Lowe on, and Rob Lowe was talking about how he has his own podcast. And I'm like, oh, Rob Lowe seemed like he was funny. I'll listen to the Rob Lowe podcast. It sucks, and it's got like forty thousand reviews. I'm like, how does he get forty thousand reviews? Yeah. It's like he's terrible at this. He's literally like walking around his house and you just like hit record. I mean, Ron Burgundy has one. Yeah, oh, and he's not even real. real. He's a fake person. <laughs> Damn, I should have thought of that. But no, it's true. I mean, so the one thing that I knew going into podcasting was sound quality because I also started I I make music I I like making beats I like being in a recording studio and it's fun but it's the same thing with music if you don't have good equipment 
or the sound quality's off, it's gonna be harder for me to listen to it. Just in general. Yeah. So I knew like with these mics, like I, I, I Rogan, he uses the same mic we use, and I know he has much more money to spend on everything. But I already like I had an interface. I had all all this knowledge of making music. So going into podcasting, I was like, hey, we can do record on logic it's probably not like what everyone else uses to record a podcast on but it works you know because we know how to use it but sound quality that is the one biggest thing i think mike and i have hit the nail on the head on at least going out of the gate yeah no you guys sound really good i like listening to your show oh there are some like uh was it josh zepps used to do uh i think it was we are the people and his sound quality in the beginning it was trash but yet because of him being a comedian and friends with other people and getting on their shows it's like he's gonna get them them followers and them downloads and eventually like he got to a bigger market but it's like dude your sound quality is trash like how are you so big and this is this is what you put out but it's in some aspects it's it's who you know right so trying to find those people or, or just get it out there as much as you can for the right person be like I dig this shit. Well, one of my biggest questions for a seasoned podcaster is how do you actually like make money off of podcasts? It seems like it's a, it's a hard thing to do. Like, how do you approach someone? You know, how do you convince them basically to be like, Hey, it's going to be worth your money or time for me to promote your business on my platform. So the first thing they look at now, I mean, is numbers, right? Sure. What are your numbers? <clears throat> so I know when I first started, they said like, it's a it's a grind. You're not going to make anything within five years. There's a guy out of Northern Hampshire. He does like fish nerds. Like it took him five years before he even started making anything. Mm. And then it was just like breaking even. And then it, he said it was like another three years before he was like, all right, because of this, I was able to get this. And now I don't just podcast. I have this other business that they work together. And it's like all right. So I'm I'm here for the grind. And part of it is just going to your local businesses and seeing if if they'll support you in some aspect. Mm-hmm. Like when we did off color discussions, I got a local company, Smoke Proper, mm-hmm. who uh, they do basically um, marijuana wraps. It was this whole kit that had a roll of papers. Like it was pretty neat, right. genius thing that he that he had. And it's like. I know I'm not at a place where, like you're not going to pay me a crap ton of money for advertising like sure but if you pay enough to at least cover my hosting fees mm-hmm. then you know we'll rip your brand and that it, it worked out for a while so it's finding those small businesses while you're small to incorporate with right would do a lot and then as you get bigger there's I mean now there's like um there's a, a website they're called like podcorn and what they do is they'll link you up with different sponsors. So you kind of throw them like you pitch them your idea, give them some feedback on your numbers and stuff. And they'll and they'll they give you a list of brands. Like I'll show mm. you the, the last email that I got from like because I still get them. I don't I thought I shut it all off, but apparently not. Yeah. Well, every once in a while, Anchor will be like. <laughs> we'll give you $15 yeah. if, you know, you can get a thousand downloads. And I'm like, shit, I think we have like a thousand downloads total. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, this is going to take forever. Like, Shout out to Anchor. That's Anchor, right. the podcasting house. Yeah. Yeah, if we play our should. cards right, we can make, you know, yeah. 30 bucks by the end of the year. Yeah, that's a lot of money, you know, that's, that's, right. that's extra money in your pocket. Yeah, but I mean, we love to do it, so it's it's not a burden on us. Right. It's just Try, the... It's, 
doing this stuff to because you like it and not aren't out to get rich it's never a, a get rich thing i mean it's anything it's like yeah. i like yeah i learned that starting the like, business you know it's <laughs> like yeah i got free beer but you know for almost three years you don't even get a paycheck yeah, exactly. yeah right so even even like with the bread thing i think i've sh- i shell out a lot of money and that's not even just like on the flour. It's like, oh, well, so the bread thing's like legit. Oh, yeah. Like you're doing a bread business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the end of the year, I will have oh, one, shit. Of, one of three things going. I thought Chris just took my loaf of bread and I was never no, going to no. see it again. No, like, no. you're going to bring another one, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Sweet. Hold I up. Love sourdough oh, yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah. Hold up. You're starting a bread business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what's it called? I, I don't know yet. Bread oh, and like butter? Like, <laughs> no. So it's, uh, there's one. Bread and bully? Yeah. <laughs> bread and boule. Bread, bread winners <laughs> was one idea. Uh, okay. <laughs> if I did like a home delivery service, my friend was like, "Oh, you should just call it Daily Bread." So you get all them all Daily them Christians. There you go. So you need to well, talk. Or you to get someone, a lot of them yeah. pissed. Right. Yeah. If you need to talk to someone about routing software, yeah. Carl is definitely the guy to talk to. So, <laughs> Body by bread. But yeah, yeah. by Ooh. the end of the year, I will have one of three things going. Like I just, like I said, I. But I think we we're we weren't on yet. But yeah, I I have a problem with just half stepping mm. into projects that I'm I get into. It's like oh, full bore, and it's knowing that I'm not I'm never gonna be rich from it. It's just more I like to do it. I'm gonna do it, so might as well try to make something of it. And right. then get in my belly bread know. company. <laughs> I mean, you might get rich from it. I, I yeah. feel like that's kind of that uh, entrepreneur successful person mindset where. You know they're not any better at succeeding they just fail way more often so they just kind of go from failure to failure much quicker yeah. and you know That's they get more interested in something <laughs> but i feel like nowadays with how much knowledge is out there with the internet unless you're fully committed to something like people kind of you know they don't have time for bad quality you know they don't have time right. for someone who's not putting everything into it like because people want that product of, I know the guy who made this and like, yeah. he's an expert in this and he knows this and this and that. And you know, people are very more aware of where their products are coming from. And you know, they, they kind of want that level of expertise associated with everything. You know, right. people don't want the microwave dinner anymore and they want to know, you know, the chef that thought of the spice that, you yeah. know, somehow right. went with the farmer that they know also or something like that. Yeah. Rustic appeal to it that, uh, homegrown type stuff yeah absolutely i know some restaurant owners too in case you want to get bread into restaurants <laughs> <laughs> hey, use it slow my, my capacity is very limited at this time like I, I we're already too. talking about where i'm putting new ovens because i think during the summer it's oh it's what's it 90 degrees outside yeah i gotta get this bread in this yeah. oven though She's like, i like what are you doing <laughs> i really like the idea of home delivery though because i think bread is probably one of those things where it's obviously much better fresh and when right. you go to a store i mean you never really know right. you know when they made it you know the package always says fresh bread but you know <laughs> fresh like, two days ago. there's no guarantee on that right. one exactly it better be warm still if i'm buying it from the store oh dude there's nothing better than warm fresh bread and especially when you said sourdough <laughs> so good oh my god like I, th- I think i like disneyland they have like a sourdough <laughs> factory thing i mean that's easily the best part of disneyland now is the sourdough factory it's true. When you brought me that loaf, I probably ate like a quarter of it here in my office. Just like, I need to stop, but it's so good right now. You just, had the loaf too? Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah, geez. I brought him one. Oh, God. It was and, early on. And I'm telling you, it <laughs> the was... The one day I'm not here. Dude, he made he made English muffins. I did bring one for here. I gave to Jim to, to dole out for everybody. Don't think you did. I don't... <laughs> no, it was like... Was everyone <laughs> here except for me like, that day? What the... Man, English muffins. Now you're speaking my wife's love language, so... 
Dude, those get some of those. Oh my gosh, those things were absolutely delicious. We're going on a camping trip this weekend, and we're making homemade egg McMuffins. Yeah, the English muffins I have for that trip, I made with goose fat and truffle oil. Like, I'm very excited for those ones. Truffle oil and Mm. the English muffin? Yeah, my I spend a lot of money on stuff. I was just about to say truffle. How do you learn how to make bread? Online, <laughs> just, just online, and then you do like your own ingredients, and you see what works. And yeah. What so at first it was like very sticking to the recipe, like exact. And then after doing it for a couple of times and having it succeed, and it's like, all right, what can I add that's mine? Uh, I've started recording, like, you know, if it calls for like six hundred and gram or six hundred and four grams of water, it's like if I go to six hundred and nine, it's like, all right, write that down mm. because if something doesn't work out, I got to know why it didn't work out. You know, my my proof cycle because usually you can have it proof for like eighteen hours. So if I go over that, it's like, all right, well, did it work? Or if they, I had ones, I have two lows right now that I I overproofed. Hmm. I just wasn't paying attention, and you know, four days later, it's like. Oh, I gotta get these cooked because I need what they're in and then when it doesn't rise it's like alright well don't Next do that idea. again you know? right. and, I mean they work out you make uh, croutons or stuffing with and hmm. just keep it moving don't waste yeah you got like the perfect name for it too <laughs> Boulet's Bread Bakery the triple B like well, you got like a good bull is the like bull creme boule the side uh, the size like the round bread like that's what a are a you serious is. yeah it's B-O-U-L-E with like the little line above it and how do you spell your last name? Uh, B-O-U-L-E-Y. Yeah, you just added <laughs> okay. a Y. I already, it's I like just figured it out. It's going to be crumb brulee. Crumb brulee. We got that's it. Like that's it. That's pretty No, crumb. that's what it is. Yeah. We just figured this out. Damn. It's like no, that's good. Yeah. No, you don't owe anything. Even, no. Ideas are worth shit. <laughs> you got to do something with it. Right. You got to put in the work. Uh, definitely get in the work. Get no, you. no, no. Like, if I ever have a kid one day... I want to see a sign that says creme brulee on the back of a truck and be like, hey, son, I came up with that. <laughs> That's what I want. That's my Whatever. dream. That's all Whatever, I want. Dad. <laughs> Nobody cares, though. Yeah, not, not like you have a business where a truck has your business name on it anyway. Yeah, but yeah, This is more important to me. <laughs> this is more important. You, you want the actual physical eating bread, not the drinking bread. Because <laughs> beer is just... A loaf of bread that you're drinking. How dare you speak no. about beer that way? How <laughs> oh, dare you? Yeah, we'll see what happens by by the end of the year. One uh, one of three routes I'm going. Nice. Yeah. Wait, what? What's the other two? Are they secrets? <clears throat> no, food trucks. One. All right. Perfect. Uh, I making Cuban sandwiches because. Are you kidding me? No, nope. I love Cubanos. I know. Well, I, that's. I'm t- dude, if you can hit the nail on the head on a Cubano, I'll be your biggest customer. I'm like, I I went to Hot Rise for like way too long just getting their Cubanos every day because I I love them and not many places around here actually sell them. Right. Or good ones. Right. That's that's part of my thing, and I was heavily inspired by the movie Chef. I knew you oh, were going to say that. That's a good that. one. Great I love movie that movie too. That, the John uh, Favreau. Yeah. As. I, I've seen it before. I really liked it. And then as I was going through my little separation period <laughs> from mm-hmm. from over podcasting, <laughs> I, uh, I just threw it on and I was like, you know what? Like that's part of where, where the bread thing came from because I always wanted to make bread, but it's it's time commitment. Like sourdough, getting a starter going from start and, and keeping it going. Like I've had mine since March. Mm. So it's like staying on top of it and make sure that you keep it going like you can just let it go to waste and it's, right. it's so how do you keep so it going feeding it yep. daily 
What do you feed it? Flour and water. Just flour and water? And yeah. Then so it you, soaks it up and then... So when I start out, it was, you take a, a cup of water or a, a cup of flour, half cup of water and feed it two times a day. So you, cup of water, a uh, cup of flour, half cup of water, mm-hmm. mix it up. 12 hours later, we're dumping half out do another mm. cup of flour, half cup of water, let it go overnight. You know, so every 12 hours for like five days doing that. And then on the sixth day, you just go, you can go to uh, every 24 hours. What's, so. what's the name for that? There's like an actual name for the starter, ye- like the starter thing of sourdough. <clears throat> as far Do as you I know, it's just, the, it was just a starter. I know you can uh, use like poolish, which is, which is similar, but you actually, um, that's usually like done for like baguettes and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. Think there's actually yeast in with it too. That's it's what not, I was gonna say. There's just, one with actual yeast in it, and you could keep it going. Mm-hmm. But it, I didn't know if it was the same as sourdough. Same concept though. Like you're you're feeding it, and you can keep it going. That's the thing too. You can just keep it as long as you you know take care of it and feed it and right. hug it and talk to it. I I heard that yeast was actually in a shortage. Uh, bread baking yeast was in a shortage during COVID oh, yeah. because everyone was just at home, and Fla- like you said, people was, needed hobbies. Everything it was crazy. Really? Like it was insane. Like you couldn't find flour to save your life. So it's like, uh-huh. all right, I just started this thing. So what am I going to do now? <laughs> Traveling to different stores, Amazon, man. Not that they weren't already killing it, like, but COVID like definitely boosted their sales. Right. It's like you can order flour online. Like I got rye flour, got all different types of flour now. I just yeah. got found teff which is like an Ethiopian flour that you use for like flatbread. Sorry, I didn't mean not to be excited about that. Oh, what? 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 Oh, shit. Tef. As soon as I learn about Tef that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like reference this one day and be like, oh, shit, Joe. Where'd you find that? No, but I actually, when we were doing renovations for the brewery, like we couldn't find wood at Home Depot, you know, like four by four. Isn't that oh, like, yeah, projects, we're out. Man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's been insane. And I know they... St- for a while they stopped doing uh pressure treated because they were focusing on like engineered stuff and because new houses i mean construction was booming too which oh, is yeah. kind of weird because you're like oh yeah i don't want you at my house but can you put my deck on <laughs> yeah for, for uh the last piece of uh pressure treated four by four i like i had a full-on western showdown with like some dude where i'm at <laughs> and like we're looking at each other and we're looking at the wood and he's like i've been to three stores i'm like all right take it <laughs> It's like I just felt bad for him. Oh, maybe just gonna be quicker. Yeah, maybe he has kids. I don't know. (laughs) I'm better off. I have no kids. Too much of a nice guy. (laughs) That's right. I'm just trying to create a fence to keep drunk people inside. Like I don't want to like ruin your kid's summer treehouse or something. Turned around as soon as he grabbed it. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) No one loves me but me. So so COVID's been good for you because it's the idea time. Yeah, it's like your experimenting time. Like figuring out what the next step is yeah yeah i had a lot of time to i mean i had to work from home but no. oh yeah from, that sucks from home. yeah, yeah that's, that's terrible all that free time yeah. of uh, uh break let me go and mix up dough and <laughs> well i think you're one of like the few people i know i gained like 10 pounds during covid i think you probably lost 40 40 pounds wow. that's what i mean like i was like you yeah. actually took it upon yourself to be proactive that's what happens when you make bread you don't just eat it yeah <laughs> well then you gotta work out to get it off you know <laughs> but uh yeah well you know that's also part and 
of the uh possibly going through divorce it's like well i gotta get back in shape because i don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen after this that's uh, true <laughs> sounds like going we should all possibly like... go through divorce every like three to four years right yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's healthy for you yeah right it makes you reassess stuff like what's really important here maybe i should uh not be so fat yeah <laughs> no seriously it's those little things you know it's uh like people are like yeah we're together so long i don't know what happened it's like everyone from the outside is like i know exactly what happened it's like, yeah it's like you got fat you got lazy you got <laughs> you didn't care anymore i thought you didn't care about anything anymore either beer and hanging yeah. out and then it's like shit man i didn't want to be your friend let alone marry you <laughs> uh, gave up for a while <laughs> i'm back though i'm back but it helps with eating all the bread because when it comes out of the oven and you eat a half loaf and you're like, shit, all right, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's so good and you have to you have to try your product. It's like I told <laughs> it's like I told Kimmy, I'm like, look, I'm I'm taking a break from drinking beer, and she's like, How? You work at a brewery. And I was like, that's actually a really valid point. I can't not <laughs> yeah. drink beer here and f- expect to, you know, like when oh, homecoming yeah. comes out, I'm like, well, I have to try the pumpkin beer because and you know how it tastes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, taste is a little subjective, but it's it's good to know what you're selling. You know, I can't be like, oh, I'm never drinking beer and f- expect to sell it. You right. know, it just wouldn't make sense. Well, it's the thing everyone does. They track their uh, macros. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, macros. Yeah, I remember doing that one time. And you... I mean, I have to factor in like two to three beers, you know, every day, like yeah. in the diet, because <laughs> it, it would be unrealistic to think that that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, because it, you have to try things, you know, off the sample port. And then... You know, when you're leaving, there's people in the tap room and, you know, it's a networking business. People want to have a beer with you. People want to talk to you. And it'd be weird if I'm not drinking a beer because that's what I do. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy. So it, it's just something that you have to factor in. And, you know, as a bread maker, it's like you're going to eat some of the bread. Like, yes. it's just part of it. But it's knowing when to say, I've had enough. <laughs> enough bread is enough bread uh, for the night. <laughs> with With your beer making, like... Do you find it hard to be consistent and stuff? Uh, in the beginning, but it, it's really just a matter of paying upgrading attention. your equipment and paying attention. And um, but yeah, things always happen. I, and that, that's kind of the hard part about doing routine because what you sound like uh, baking bread. You know, obviously baking is more of a step process as opposed mm. to cooking, where you're improvising <laughs> in the moment. So I'm a terrible cook, but I feel like I, I would be good at baking because I'm, I'm good at tracking my procedures and understanding, you know, if I go a little bit too long, what the effect is, if I go too short, what the effect is, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. uh, beer making's like that. But that being said, when you are doing stuff over and over and over, that's when you get a little complacent. Yeah. Or, you know, you're thinking about something else. You're not focused. It's actually my big thing is when I'm brewing, I don't like to be bothered. You know, there's like certain times where there's a downtime. But if you're talking to me like during a part in the process, I'm like, look, this is this is easy and I could do it falling asleep. But like if I'm thinking about something else, I will miss something. You know, I've done it long enough that I know I'll miss something and it's going to piss me off. So, uh, you know, just little stuff like that. It's almost the reverse of what people think that it's it's hard to stay focused when you're when you do something so well. It's it, it's like being married. Yeah, <laughs> it's essentially what it is. Like baking is like being married. I will use that argument there next time I <laughs> have it. Look, honey, nineteen out of twenty times I'm gonna get it right, and then I'll screw it up once. See, I'm yes. the, that's kind of the... my thing. Every every twenty batches of beer, I'll screw up some just boneheaded like what. 
like I can't even justify to myself. I'm like, I don't even know what I was thinking. Like, this, this doesn't make any sense that I would do this and not that. It's weird too because I'm the complete opposite. I love cooking. I just love throwing new like new spices, switching it up every time. I don't think I've made Swedish meatballs the same twice in my life. Just because like I I like to play around with it, make it new every time, see what works, see what doesn't work. All right, so what's the third one? Uh, so we got we got so, bread, food truck. So then if a food truck doesn't work out, because that's kind of number one, because I want to do the Cubanos really bad. But if I can't do that, a smaller step is uh, supplying somebody that does sandwiches with their bread. Okay. And that way I'm just focused on the bread. I don't have to focus on the other stuff, whether, you know, cooking meat, especially Cubanos, like you get a smoked pork all day and, you know, mojo pork is it's delicious. It's so good. But it's time consuming and it's, you know, it's another cost that it's like, all right, how much am I really going to invest? Do I want to jump all the way to third mm. or should I, you know, start, start small? So it's like maybe do the, the daily bread <clears throat> deliveries with supplying a food truck or not a restaurant. Cause I know I'm not at that capacity. Even starting out as like a part-time hobby, like there's no way I can go full scale. Oh, just do Tuckaway Tavern. Yeah. No. Right. Like you see how much bread they serve. Like that's, <laughs> I can't do all crazy. So if I can find a food truck to work with for, it doesn't even have to be like all their sandwiches, maybe just one. Right. And, and see how it goes from there. So I'm, Lots of plans, lots of ideas, lots of That's stuff idea. to get going. I like so that. Have you been thinking about like getting a commercial kitchen for a catering spot? Well, not catering, but for doing your bread making? Because I know there's certain laws with... Um, you, you could technically turn your home into a commercial kitchen. There's ways to, about it, but I know a lot of people would rather have a space outside of their home. Just so for the business right, aspect. Right now I have a garage yeah, that no. is being <laughs> that's, no, that's awesome. definitely uh, right. figured out as far as renovations go for where to put ovens and stuff like that, especially because she doesn't want me cooking in the house when it's 90 degrees. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I was going to say, I'm feeling the eye roll right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh man. But I, I don't pick when the the day that the bread needs to get baked yeah okay right. the dough tells me hey i gotta get done today yeah. so if it's 100 degrees out because it's summertime you're stuck with it put the ac on high i don't know what to tell yeah right, right. <laughs> i'll tell pay you. for more ac all right <laughs> put it at so, 66 all right uh so yeah so we'll be doing some stuff in the garage to to make it viable so i can build up capacity and hopefully supply somebody with some bread we'll see how that works but yeah can never go half way in it's always full board hey i i i mean i love it you know i'm i'm kind of giving you shit but (laughs) that's the same way shit i moved across the country to start a brewery so even with the podcast mike was like look if we do this we're you have to be 100 percent in there's no like i can do it kind of this it's like every week we are going to be recording like you have to be able to commit at least an hour of your time and that's just the minimum and thank God he's a genius with <laughs> editing and building websites and graphic design. I was like, he's making. You should have seen all of the um, the logos Mike made. Like I made one, and he's going through. It was funny the process. We had the spider pig. Yeah, <laughs> spider pig. Spider pig. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, I I feel like you know talking about ideas and how ideas aren't really worth anything. You know, I've you know a million ideas, and so well. 
when I'm like, hey, like you got to like be committed because, you know, I have all these things and to realize it, you mm-hmm. know, I understand how much effort it's going to actually take. And I think, you know, step one or step two, I should say, is finding someone that's willing to commit with you. So, right. you know, the reason why I started the brewery was Carl you know, convinced me that like he was on that level, that he was going to be the guy that like was going to be fully committed. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, we're here seven years later, but it it's a long time to find someone who's willing to, to do it. Yeah. And that will yes. stay with it. Once you, those ideas start coming out, I think I freaked uh, Billy out a couple of times where it's like, that's who you did the podcast with. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I was like, all right, so I got these cameras and we're about to go live. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's going to be here, here. We're going to have these nice dim lights. It's going to be fucking dope. We're going to be awesome. We're just going to be we're, we're live. But what if we say something? What What are you going to say? You don't say anything now that's that controversial. So what makes you think it's just going to jump out like, yeah, right. oh, shit, we're on TV. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like a confessional for him. <laughs> so this, I this one time back in fifth grade. Wait, what? No, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. stop. <laughs> So it's, yeah, finding finding that that teammate is definitely important to and be able to express that idea with and have him still be on board and be like, all right, yeah. I'll walk with you for a little while. I feel like the more we're talking, the more podcasting is a metaphor for being married. I think uh, everyone should start a podcast. It's going to give you a lot of life lessons. Yeah. I, I will say I do have a couple friends that do it with their wives, and there are some episodes. It's definitely like marriage therapy where you just let it all out who cares you'd be fine well bringing it back to carl you know i joke with my wife now because i've known her for five years and i've known carl longer (laughs) and i and we always joke that like i'm probably better at being a husband because of my relationship with him and starting a business like seriously because it's you know you you kind of have the same vision but you just both have different ideas of how to get there and it's kind of like everyone thinks that I want to spend my time doing this and they think like you should be spending your time doing that and you know it's all about the compromise it's uh it's funny how intertwined all those kind of things are Mm. I thought this podcast was going to be about beer and us telling stories now it's us listening to stories and the beer's kind of taking a back seat I mean we enjoy our beer still while we're podcasting but the, the focal point has shifted hardcore. If you listen to episode one to this episode with you, Joe, it's like almost night and day <laughs> listening to it. Yeah. Well, that's a good point, too, because you started uh, the OCD podcast and then you stopped that and then you started up another one. So what, what was that gap in between there? And It's probably nine months okay. in between. But it was, again, <clears throat> almost getting divorced that time because spending so much time and not, it's not that I wasn't up front with like, hey, I'm going to do this. And it was just, nobody tells you the time commitment that it really takes to get it going and everything. And, and not just, all right, well, I'm going to start a network now with these friends because, you know, what's better than one show when we have four shows, you know, we have you can compile your numbers and and that way now you're you're approaching sponsors in that form like we have all these downloads because we have all these shows they're all from different areas we had one from florida one from texas one for california so it's like now you have all these markets to go to but again it's a lot of time and up I forgot to hit record. We got to do this one again. And Mm. it's so it's nobody's telling you that type of stuff. So when it's like, hey, uh, you're spending way too much time on this. It's like, all right, all right, all right, I'll stop for a while. And then it's like, I'm comfortable behind the mic. I like talking like it's 
I used to not like talking. So once that started where I like talking, it's like, I don't know how to shut up sometimes. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's the same kind of thing where I'm, I'm a pretty quiet person or I would, I would say that I'm, I'm more observant, you know, I'm not shy at all, but if, if you see me in a group in real life, you know, I, I kind of hang back and I just kind of see what people are talking about and I try to be funny every once in a while and say something stupid. But, uh, I think with the podcast and you like hear your voice, it's interesting. Like for me, it's been like a personal evolution. So mm. any, anyone looking for that, I mean, it, it definitely helps, you know, with those things, but, but I knew when we were going to start or when I wanted to start the second show that it had to be different because I was afraid of traveling down the same path, even though I ended up going down the same path, but <laughs> it was, it was very just laid back. We just chilled out in the basement. I did a different effect on the wall. We we're still live stream, but it was just, it was just laying back and just chilling. Like, two, did you do the second friends. one with Billy? Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think I would ever do a show without Billy. Mm for uh, uh troy you guys had him on before he yep. he asked me like why don't you just do it by yourself i'm like i don't know man there's just something we just had that chemistry like it was just fun to talk to you don't have to worry about bringing somebody else on and hoping that you have chemistry with them because we've, we've had those episodes we did an author once that he just it was like pulling pulling teeth trying to get this kid to talk right so i was like all right you're supposed to be promoting your book and this is not going the way that I want to go. So, all right, we're going to end this early and peace out. But right. <clears throat> so Billy and I just have that chemistry where it's just, it's easy to talk to. Like we'll share stuff with each other that, you know, maybe I might be more reserved with other people, but it's like, all right, you know, my family, I know your family. We've known each other for 20 years. So it's like, it's easy to just, to just talk to. I think Mike and I had like, four therapy sessions when we were first starting to do this yeah. podcast we're talking that at the end of it we're like yeah we're not releasing this that was like, yeah, right. but it felt very good like it's nice to get that off my chest yeah the first uh, couple weeks coming home my wife was like uh was your guy therapy session good yeah. I was like, yeah i'm like thinking about it i'm like i wish i could come up with some clever rebuttal but that's exactly what it was so. oh, billy, billy knew too like there would be times where he's like uh, uh, hold on all right i'm gonna stop my clock right now and therapy begins you have one hour yeah. <laughs> like, man you ever know where these kids are especially like we went to florida and my oldest caught us having uh marital relations and it's like oh just shit like that <laughs> i've heard stories i've caught my parents that i never expected to be caught so when you're thrown off like that it's like all right now i gotta have this whole discussion with my yeah, 13 year old right. kid about ah, so yep that's 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 marriage right there it's you know when people love each other all that just be lucky that we look good <laughs> I found at a young age you don't go snooping through your parents' bedroom. <laughs> we were in right. we were in an RV and uh, it's yeah we were trip to Florida. It's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, little messier situation then. Uh, <laughs> if you dig all you get is dirty. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It is definitely a therapy session. I think when it's like two friends just talking, like because you can just say how your week was and like let it let everything out there, knowing that. I don't think my wife listened to any of them. So it's like, oh, talk a little, not talk shit, but like I can vent out without having to be like, oh, I heard what you said about me on the show. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, yeah, my fiance definitely listens. She gets pumped every Thursday. She's like, I can hear it in the shower. She turns the speaker on. It's blasting. I'm like, oh, man. All right. Let's hope Mike didn't put it. Down. I was like, hopefully she just tuned out minutes five through six. But <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's awesome. Well, like I said, it's, it's been awesome having you. Like, I can't appreciate it enough since I've been trying to get you on for at least a month now. But do you have any anything else you want to promote real quick? You know, do you have a website? Do you have a Nothing YouTube yet. channel yet? <clears throat> Nothing or? yet. You can follow me on Instagram. It's just Joseph Boulay. You can see all my bread and my workouts and stuff there. Uh, drone pictures, because that's fun to do, too. That's your but, thing. That yeah. was a passion project for a little bit. Yeah, you know, expensive toy hobbies. I just, it's finding time. He's got the best strength. He's got the, like, his helicopter in the garage. You got to move it out. I'm selling a helicopter, by the way. Yeah. Buy some bread ovens if you guys are interested. Be, uh, that would be dope. No, I just there's a lot of restrictions on where you can't fly that I want to fly. Yeah. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> yeah. So many airports around here. This is bullshit. But yeah. Joseph uh, Boulay on Instagram. That's that's where all my I'm stuff is. I'm telling you. Crumb. Brule. That is a good name. Rob Brule. Brule. Crumb Brule. Crumb Brule. That's right. Come get your fresh bread at Crumb Brule. It sounds fancy too. I like the fanciness and it just feels right. Like Brule. Like, dude, so you can't have like DeKemper's bread. Like, that sounds stupid. I'm sorry. It's all Italian bread. (laughs) (laughs) The Kempers were known for ovens. No. Well, on that note, I'm Brendan. And I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. And this is the Stimulus Podcast. Stimulus Podcast.